What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This year, host Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football host, Alex the Marine Ruiz, Matt Bear, Kaczynski. Gentlemen, the 2021 NFL Draft has come and gone. The, uh, the hope of 32 franchises has been renewed. Fans or are destroyed. excited. It is now the official roster building and team formation period of the NFL offseason. I know that I speak for all of us when I say that I'm very excited about this point of the NFL season. Yeah, yeah. I am. Uh, I don't know if somebody else is on the show. I, I mean, I'm excited because football is coming back, but <laughs> – Save it. Well, well that's, let's that's about let's as, get that's about as much as I'm willing to disclose uh, for right now. <laughs> recapping what happened. So, uh, as always, we start off our show each week with our drink of the night, and we thank our buddies at String Sports Brewery and Engine 15 Brewery. I am um, I'm stoked for the draft recap show tonight. I am double fisting Bud Light Lime and Bud Light Orange. I like it. <laughs> I don't. What do you What do you call that? I don't know. I just got one in each hand. I don't know. I call it. Uh, I call it the women's Bud Light. Yeah. I'm okay. Hey, man. I mean, Bud Light is a is a woman's drink, anyways. Yeah. Well, we got too many of them in the fridge, so I needed room for my beer. But uh, hey, I'm coming, uh, coming from the guy drinking seltzer. I'm, I'm shifting you know. it up tonight. I got Why is myself, that? I got myself a little uh, little truly lemon tea. They're fantastic. Okay, truly lemon uh, hard tea. Dude, the teas, ever, anybody who's listening, truly teas, get after it if you enjoy a seltzer. Do they need to do they need to have vodka added? I mean, that's your choice. I'm okay with it being as is, but they taste damn good. All right. And Alex, you alluded to seltzer. What do you have? No, I yeah, I mean I alluded to seltzer, but I'm not drinking a seltzer. Okay, good man. I uh I actually really enjoyed my um Caramel, the salted caramel whiskey. Right. I, I decided to go ahead and pour some more of that out. What were you drinking on draft night? Was it Blue Moons? Yeah, Blue Moons on draft night. Blue Moons on draft night. Gotcha. All right. Well, so we got our liquid ammo for tonight. We're gonna we're gonna get into what happened on draft night and um, no shots here in, uh, here in town of Jacksonville. Obviously, that's everybody true. Was, everybody was thrilled with Trevor Lawrence, the pick there. Um, so we're going to spend tonight's show kind of recapping um, some of the notables, some of the things that we uh, were surprised or shocked by, um, give our opinion on what we thought may have been the, the best pick in the draft, the worst pick in the draft. But before we get into all that, I'm going to poke the bear because we're going to get we're going to just dive right into it. We're going to dive into recapping and giving opinions about what the New York Giants did on draft night. So it's terrible. Before we get into that, before I just before I just um, toss up the softball and let you two whack at it, I'm going to lay out the landscape about what happened. So New York Giants were on the clock um, with the 11th overall pick. That was their draft uh, position. The um, the hope from the two of you, as was discussed on the show, was that Micah Parsons would fall and be available at 11, help bolster the defense, best defensive player. Um, prospect in the draft the way that it shook out with the quarterbacks going um it was it was looking good obviously uh, the first defensive player was jc horn at eight to the panthers um 
So that that happened. Then right after that, Pat Sertan went nine to Denver. Um, at ten, you had Dallas, but with both of the cornerbacks off the board, shit hit the fan. Philadelphia, NFC East rival of Dallas and the Giants, trades moving up from twelve to ten. First collusion, all, right? First of all, when do division rivals ever trade? Hardly ever. At ten. The Eagles take the wide receiver, Devontae Smith, the Slim Reaper, which made a lot of God knows they needed the wide receiver help. Finally, a smart move uh, on Philadelphia's side uh, for the most part. But that still left left the Giants right there at 11 to take Micah Parsons. Alex was geared up for it. Matt was geared up for it. Halfway through the clock, all of a sudden, we see the Bears on the clock and the Giants trade out of 11. The Bears take Justin Fields, their quarterback, which it was a genius move for the Bears. Congratulations for them. They they made the right move there. They actually yep. got the right quarterback, um, in my opinion. But that move sends the Giants from 11 down to 20. Uh, the, the Cowboys were then on the clock at 12. Micah Parsons goes at 12. Shit has officially hit the fan. And to put the cherry on top of the shit Sunday – the Giants' first pick at 20 was wide receiver from University of Florida, Kadarius Tony. I have laid out the map. Go, boys. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll give you first, uh, first whack there, Alex. Bro, it was terrible. Okay. I'm just going to say it. It was terrible. I, I don't so know pit, how we could have... The pick you wanted, the player was there, and it didn't happen. I, I don't know how... We could have forecasted Micah Parsons going to the New York Giants at pick 11 when he was projected to go top five despite the quarterback drama and still didn't get drafted by that team. I can't. It's, well, the, it's, it's the biggest – I'm going to say it's the second biggest bust because oh my God. the Raiders went ahead and, and freaking drafted Leatherwood for, for well, Ivory. That- no idea why. We but, can go into that in a minute. That yeah, well but that was that was the Raiders being the Raiders there. We're looking I at just, a team that needed linebacker help and needed a versatile linebacker and needed the best defensive player to come out of the draft, and we went offensive player again. So needless to say, not a fan with the wide receiver Kadarius Tony at twenty. Um, at that point in the draft. The wide receivers that were off the board were the two Bama wide receivers, obviously. Um, and Waddle. Jamar, and Chase. Jamar Chase. So, I don't you know. know. I don't know if anybody's seen any of uh, of Elijah Moore's tape. But oh, that he's dude, nasty, man. That dude has the sickest breaks. He gets off the line, too, man. All I'm saying is, is that yeah. it was a strong – it was a strong – and Kadarius Tony was the fourth one off the board behind the top three. And what blows my mind here is that the Giants went ahead and came out and said that if Devonta Smith was still there at 11, they were going to take him. Yeah, which yeah. I think, like Regardless said, of Parsons being there or not, they were going to go with Smith. That right yeah. insane to me. Okay. Well, and the Eagles got ahead of him, which I think puts more salt into the open wound. It's called being finessed. All right, Matt, so obviously Alex not a fan of the fact that the guy was there and they didn't take him. They traded down, and even with the trade down, 
there was better options than what the selection was. Yep. Where's your Where's your thoughts here, Matt? He's a fan. Nope, because I think we all overlooked what the Giants are trying to do in this draft. To be completely honest, no, I didn't overlook shit. What are What yeah, are the, you did? What because are the first Giants off, trying to do? First off, it's the it's you're looking at what we didn't get. Look at what we got. That's the focus. And we that, got a special teams player. That's the, in the biggest problem. Okay, well, guess what? You know what? When you have a shit ass special teams and you get beat, no offense, Steve. You've seen special teams get killed and destroy when get, like momentum in the seasons. Special teams is key, especially with the way speed is. Canarius Tony offers that. Guess what? Now you, you don't, don't have to put. Now you don't have to put one of your top corners or your safeties or your top running uh, wide receivers back there to return kicks or punts because you got Canarius Tony that can do it. So that really does help. He's also going to be a playmaker because he can do it all. He can what play about, in any spot. What about John Ross? Second. Sec. Oh. Canary's turning goes, get, dude, no. Tony is your partner turner. If Ross, give him reps. Who knows? They're both okay. speed, so it's so, great. So you're admitting we spent a first-round pick on a special teams player who in their first three years of their collegiate career had 1,000 yards total. I am admitting that we picked a versatile guy that no. is going to be able to fit into whatever you need him to for this offense. You can't upspin that. Well, then you're just going to look at it as we missed Micah Parsons and we missed Devonta Smith. Mm-hmm. No, you know did, what? Though. Now the Cowboys have a crowded <laughs> linebacker core, so who gives a shit? They still missed, in my opinion. Don't care what anybody says. True. Not a team need, and they wasted the pick, in my opinion. And you know what? I will admit they probably did get – the Eagles probably did finesse them on Smith. But you know what? At the end of the day, we got our number one in Galladay, so it's not like we had nobody mm-hmm. again. True or so, false, the Giants' best pick was Aziz Ajilari at well, 50 that, in the you, second round. True. That's exactly where I was getting to on this. Let's not true. forget that the first time Gettleman does any kind of trade backs, he gets draft capital back, and oh, it was a hell of a I'll admit, this would have been a complete – this would have been a completely lost draft for the Giants if Ojolari was not the edge pick at 50. I yep. will agree to that because I think that definitely saved it, and it may have been a little bit of luck in our favor, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. I'm just – I'm sorry. I will not look at this draft as being a complete miss, even on paper this early, because of what they were able to accumulate in return. And quite frankly – they are improving their team to beat the other teams in the NFC East. That's right. the most the important only, thing. The only issue I have, I actually, I like the Ojolari pick was actually one of my, I, I listed. It's, which the steal, it's one of the steals of the draft. It's one of the best. I listed three and it's one of the best three picks of the draft, but we'll get there. Absolutely. My issue with the, with the giants was not so yes they at 11 they should have they should have done a stick and pick but let's get past that when you get to 20 and you make the you make the selection of um the Darius, Darius Tony right so you have an established slot receiver in Sterling Shepard which whether you want to stick him in the slot or move him outside whatever but for if they were really truly trying to bring in a wide receiver weapon, because I think Matt has a little bit of a point in terms of what they were trying to do. They're trying to give Daniel Jones no excuses. So well, they're also that, trying to target the NFC East. Like you gotta like listen. The Cowboys drafted all defensive players except for two offensive linemen. I get the, the, the Cowboys, Cowboys drafted defense, every de- defensive player that we were offense. high on, bro. Who, but dude, who cares? I just think who Rashad, cares? if they were going to go wide receiver at 20, Rashad Bateman would have been the better pick. 
big. I mean, I'm not completely saying I'm not. A, I wouldn't or have been against trade Bateman. back. That's when you should have taken Greg Rousseau in the twenty spot. Yep. I, I look. I said I wanted Rousseau, and I'm not denying that. Both I wanted said Rousseau, that, but mm-hmm. but I'm also going to look at it. Okay, we didn't. The Gettleman didn't make that pick. What did he pick, and what can I what can I take away from it, and how does it fit into this team? Um, I'm not I mean, crazy. I'm not crazy about their third round move with the corner Aaron Robinson in the third round. Uh, nope. nope, I'm good with it. Hundred percent okay with that one. I think that the Rodarius Williams pick in the sixth was a better pick at corner. Um, so I'm I think it's, it, I think it depends on how they get used, and I think it's going to come down to just you know some little things like that. But I mean. You know, Robinson, I mean, I know he comes from UCF, and I know it's not, uh, you know, the uh, top tier, but, I mean, they already have. I would have liked to have seen the guard Wyatt Davis from Ohio State go in the third round to the Giants there. See, but here's the thing that Robinson gets, and I think some people are missing on him, is the fact that he's got size and really good uh, press experience, that's going to help because guess what? Put him in the slot. You got a lot of slot weapons in the NFC East now and across the NFL. I think that that is a that is a pick because if you're looking at the the roster, the Giants secondary is loaded. There's not a lot of playing time there right now. You know what though? Why not shirt it up even more? I'm okay with that. Yeah, but now you're talking now you're talking about you've got Robinson coming in, Rodarius Williams coming in, right? And you already have. who was the, who's the UCLA guy from last year um, um, that, that they brought in, the rookie? Um, they they oh brought him. You got him. Alex, Aaron. what was his name? Come about uh, – oh, my God. For the Giants? I hear you typing, so yeah. if you're going to look it up, please do it. Actually, yeah. no, I was it's the, it's the UCLA guy. We all oh my know God. Um, yeah, he's well, a shit show. Darnay Holmes. He got Holmes, blown on all Darnay. the coverage. Yeah. So, yeah. So, every, so, how many times did we call out Holmes every time coverage was blown? Well, but then again, that's why game. I'm saying. Now you got two guys that can fight for possible playing time. If not, at I minimum, think, one of those guys I think will be Williams, I think William. James uh, Bradbury, Adoree Jackson, a, Xavier McKinney. Well, see, that's the thing is you've got five guys who are going to be in your secondary in anything outside of base package. You're going to have exactly. Bradbury. And Jackson, are you going to be your outside corner defenders? You're going yep. to have McKinney and Ryan as your two deep safeties, and Peppers is going to be your in the box, in the slot, all over the field, Swiss Army knife defensive back because that's the type of player he is and how he plays yep. the best. So there's your five DBs in a sub package. Yeah. If they get into a six DB set, maybe it's Holmes, maybe it's Rodarius Williams, maybe it's Aaron Robinson. Um, but in the third round to get a guy who might get on the field, like I said, I think I would have preferred to either go the, with the, an the, offensive lineman that might be able to beat out somebody you got, or what the heck, get another edge rusher, go back to back with the edge rushers. I mean, I think they, I think Ellerson Smith is going to be very underrated coming in because of where he was picked, and every guy we got is underrated except for Ojolari. Okay, well, dude, you know what? I would rather okay. I would rather miss on guys that have the high potential and could be underrated coming in than go for the name, the big splash draft, even if it's in like third round. That oh, he he completely fits everything you could think of. He's the name that he's the steal, and then he comes a bust. Like at, at, that's not as good of a move. Get guys that are not as talked about, a little under the radar, little maybe that, you know that fourth round when Smith was taken though. 
That Tyler Shelvin was on the board at D tackle. It would have been nice to plug him in as a well, rotation you look at guy on that line. I mean, when you when you look at the cornerbacks the Giants drafted, right? It, it kind of makes sense because they let one of the top run defenders in the NFL walk this offseason for a cheap ass deal. I'm going to remind everybody. So yeah, yeah of course yeah. we're going to have to load it up all the way in the back because now we can't even stop the run game. Here so we we're going to be able to throw here, here the ball wherever yep. the hell they want. Because dude, getting rid of getting rid of the, the one dimensional D tackle that you had is such the devastating loss when you have two D tackles that are in, way more versatile and can do way more to do stunts, disguise packages, get after the passer, get after the run. You know, I'm sorry. I think Dan, I, I think Danny Shelton will have some sort of impact. Dude, Dexter Lawrence and Williams are going to man the middle, and it is going to be fucking incredibly hard to run up the middle on them, and they're going to definitely establish some pass rush. I have no doubt in my mind. You know, so mark my words, larger, Come on. I'm going to call it now. The week after the draft, the last last year, the Giants <laughs> – this is great. The Giants only allowed 113 yards on the ground per game on average last year. They'll be north of 140. The they'll be they'll be north of 140 yards allowed on the ground per game this year. You think the Giants' That's defense that was in a top five because they yes. one guy. I think them letting go a top three Hold defensive on. tackle who's one dimensional run stopper and can break through the line is going to hurt them that bad. Yes. No, it's not. No, ha- dude, that is. Come on, dude. Really? What? Well, you know that only time and scheme will tell. If dude, Blake, if Blake no- Martinez is getting double teamed and not tackling everybody like he was last year, we'll know. Well, you, I think you really truly are not looking at what you have still. Ability to make plays. Dude, Dexter Lawrence will be able to do exactly what Tomlinson did with more versatility and more athleticism. Yeah, well, Dexter Lawrence is a, is a better player, but I think that they complement so then each how, other. So, so then, okay, but if he's a better player, how is it But he loss? also was playing a, d- a different position. Tomlinson was much more of the nose tackle or in the yeah, three. He was a fixed he was a fixed nose tackle that could do nothing but stop the rush. Which and that yes, was what he was great important. at and but what dude, we loved. No man, I will absolutely take guys that can do the same thing but with more versatility all day. Because that's what you right, have so what to is, do in this landscape of the NFL. You cannot be one dimensional anymore. It just it doesn't work. Unless what's you've your got draft grade of the Giants then. My draft grade? Yeah. I give him just a flat B minus. All right, flat B minus. Alex, where are you going? Because we got Ojolari at 50, I'll give him a D. Are you serious? Yeah. No, I'm I gave the Giants I gave the Giants a C plus because of the Ojolari pick um in round two. In the first I thought it was very good. Um and then I like the Rodarius Williams uh pick in the sixth round. Honestly, I think he was – I know he's a big 12 defensive back, but they play a ton of spread, so he's got to play a lot of man coverage. So I think that as a sixth-round corner, it was a great pick. Ellerson Smith, I was okay with it um, because they did – I like that they went back-to-back edge. I thought there was better players at that position there in the fourth round. Um, I Taking Brightwell, the running back at his Arizona, uh, my opinion, the Giants desperately need fresh legs to back up Saquon Barkley. I don't have any faith in the backfield behind Barkley. Nope. Um, yeah, right Devontae now, Booker. So. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I, honestly, I think this bright. I think this Brightwell kid is gonna be the number yeah. two back. I think he. I think he takes out, and we are just gonna piss away like, you know, like a mil bucks. But whatever. Um, 
Dude, so, I'm yeah, sorry. I've got, I'm a, still not I've got a C plus because of the. I wasn't thrilled with the first round pick. Obviously, the second round pick was one of my steals of the draft, yep. and I really like the uh, the potential that they got there in the sixth round with two rookies that are probably going to get some playing time. So, right, hold on. I, I I still just have to come. You gave them a D. Please enlighten me how no, you. No, I gave him a C plus. No, 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 Alex. You gave him a D. Please enlighten Alex me how him, it's a D. Alex gave him a D because of how the first round pick was absolutely blown no, no, no. And, mis- and mismanaged. No, no, and no. And then no. how he, he felt like they should have gone a different position in the third round instead of corner. Okay. Yep. So you're be, just solely because of that, you're giving them a D. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of weight that gets held on that first round pick. Now, it's, it's great that we got draft capital for next year. Um, that's part exactly. of the draft grade. What do you? What did you get? If the, the Giants are not what, a playoff team next year, they need to take both first round picks, move up into the top three, and draft Kayvon Thibodeau as an edge rusher, and give themselves their next Lawrence Taylor. But look, you give your. I'm sorry, because of the dude, Davy Day Trader, man. He sat there and he did some wheeling and dealing and got great draft capital that automatically gives you like a C at minimum. Ojalari wanted to steal us in a draft. Give it to me. You want to know what's crazy about the Giants in this draft is that their hardcore fans are very critical and very disappointed with bad grades. And all of these so-called experts and talking heads love the draft and have given them A's and A pluses and raving reviews. Hey, I'm a diehard and I like it. Heads in the national media don't know what they're talking about, which is very true, because how could you be so focused on one team? And the fan base knows exactly what's going on and knows that it wasn't the right thing to do. It's not, though. I'm, I will stand by it until the – no. You can, you I can have, stand by it. That, that's fine. I genuinely – see, this is where I'm at. I'm calling it like I see it because I've watched Kadarius Tony for four years. I have. I've seen him, too, because I've had to listen to you, you know, two idiots talk see, about I've literally forever. watched them all. You can ask my wife. She's sick and tired of me watching the Gators and the Giants because we constantly lose. So when I tell you I've seen this, you don't draft winning players from losing teams. It doesn't work, okay? So I'm going to be the realist here. I That's hope. not being realistic. Dude, it is shredding apart any. I okay. hope that I am hella wrong and way off base here. But my track record is pretty freaking good. And I'm telling you, Kadarius Tony is a special teams player. What's realistic expectations for Tony year one as a rookie? 400 yards. I think I'll have more than that. I think you're going to get, I think you'll end up probably getting a guy Look, that has. Let me rephrase thousand. it 400 receiving yards. About 1,000 yards from scrimmage. Four th- 400 receiving yards. A thousand scrimmage yards, receiving a yards, and that's five hundred rushing yards, dude. Out of the backfield, out of the like, dude. Yeah, he's a thousand yards everywhere. Scrimmage. He will. I, I guarantee you, he has eight hundred to a thousand. Are we gonna see? Are we gonna so, see so shotgun, Darius, shotgun split back read? read absolutely. With Tony Darius, and Darius Slayton, absolutely. Darius Slayton, 100%. nobody. Sterling Shepard, nobody. Kenny Galladay, nobody. Evan Ingram, nobody. Saquon Barkley, nobody. And you're thinking this guy's going to get 800-plus yards with all of those other people contributing to the team? No way in hell, bro. Now, scrimmage yards, Matt, also count for punt return and kick return. Okay, so then we'll go 1,200 scrimmage. Oh, my God. Please. I'm so (laughs) glad this is recorded. I cannot wait. (laughs) All right. Cool. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But here, again, I'm looking at – 
Matt, may the fourth be with your prediction. Look, all I'm saying is take what they did instead of looking at what they didn't get because you can do that with every single fucking pitch, every okay, single year, every single round. Let's not tiptoe around the fact that Jason Garrett is still calling our plays. Well, how about we talk yards. about the fact that Galladay, Ross, and any other guy that's come to the team wants to actually play under Garrett as the O coordinator? They want to I play for you. Joe. They want to play for Judge. They want to play for Judge. I will admit, though, that Dude, the way I think that this be... roster has been put together up to this point, obviously, we it's... don't know. Dude, all this the screams Garrett. This is this is all about giving Jones no excuses. Yep, that's the whole point, though, and that's why I say. It's a, it, it's, it is not a home run. It's not an A. That's why I'm saying it's just not as much of a miss as you are saying at a D. Would you rather have Kadarius Tony or Rashad Bateman as the pick at 20? Bateman. I really couldn't care less, quite frankly, because to me, you're, you got Bateman, who's just a speed guy, who, quite frankly, we do know that they don't always translate to big yards. Look at John Ross. And then Kadarius Tony, who I just like the idea that you don't have to throw any of your top ranked guys at, Secondary or receiver, field punts and kicks. Hey, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. We drafted him at wide receiver at 20, which means they want to put him in the lineup as a competitor. So if he does go out there and return kicks, your whole theory here is gone. Dude, if he he just solely returns kicks and punts, you know he's going to break at least one or two. And you know he's going to get scrimmage yards because you have watched him. Now, while he will lose five yards... Mm -hmm. He's going to get 15, 20, 25, that's, 30, 35. That doesn't support the cause of him getting picked at 20 if he's just a nope. See, you got to stop. See, I think that's the problem. It's who gives a crap where the fuck he was picked. It's what do you get out of it? If he, if um, he can I mean, contribute. That's the whole basis of this show. We're evaluating Dude. the players that were picked in the position exactly. and who we think was the so worst. So I'm looking at what you're getting. So it's what can you get from him? And if he can be a if he can contribute to the team he's gonna in to any way, shape, or form. Any touches the ball, he's going to have to be a playmaker. That's fine. And if he does that, then guess what? I'm saying it's not a mess. That's how it's got to be. He's got to catch the ball. He's got to catch the ball in the slot. He's got to catch the ball on screens. He's got to run the ball, you know, out of the gun. He's got to do kick and punt return. He's got to be able to do all that. So we'll see. But it's all about, and you guys know this, this is the year you you have to find out absolutely 100%. Daniel Jones is our quarterback. Daniel Jones is not our quarterback. I just, I'm going to ask this one question. Truthfully, does any other receiver outside of like Jamar Chase instantly make this team that much better? Truthfully, I'm, I'm being dead ass serious on this. Yes. Waddle, Waddle would have made him better. Yep. That might be the only other guy I would say. Because Honestly, Waddle, Waddle is, does exactly what you've been talking about in terms of contributing everywhere, but he does I it know. better. He does it at a at a Percy Harvin, Devin Hester, Deshaun Jackson type. I mean, okay, I I, I, I will agree to that. I, so I, he's, I the, will. he's the only he's the only one that I would have I would have been like besides Jamar Chase, who's the perfect fit. But so, but that's but that is my point though. It's not. No, I know. Like... I get I get your point. I think that your point is is that Tony has to be the Swiss Army knife of the offense, and he's got to make plays. Garrett's got to be, a, a, you know, not a complete brain fart, mental midget, and figure out creative <laughs> ways to get him the ball. 
I think they will, man. I I, I just I, I just and think they he... cannot ignore the fact that you got a healthy Barkley who's going to be back on a revenge tour who needs to tote the rock twenty times a game. I just think at the end of the day, you're going to have an offense that's got an incredible amount of options, weapons, and looks that are going to be very difficult to completely <laughs> try to lock in on. And guess what? Tony will help with that. Right, I'm sorry. Like you said, no excuses for Daniel do you, Jones. Really I love quick, do, you, do, you, do you know who Kadarius Tony's NFL comparable is? Who else? Who? Did, did they give one? They did. It was, Dante uh, Hall. Derek Mason. Okay. Oh, from the Titans? Yep. Okay. I mean, he was a decent number two with, when the Titans went to the Super Bowl. Dude, all I'm saying, you're going to have a guy that's going to be able to help make this offense disguise a lot. And I'm sorry, I think this could be the regress year for Shep because I just don't think he has it. I love the kid and all, but you know what? He's been around the team for a little while, and he really hasn't Possible. broken out. All right, so here's the deal. You know, we've got so a lot of time now between uh, now and training camp and all that stuff, and um, we're going to get into a lot of shop talk about Giants and rosters and roles and strategies moving forward. So well, let's not wanna... forget, though, we, I, I've got to be the one to do it. Let's not forget who may have had like the best draft. Well, we're gonna get we're gonna get into that. So we'll start off with best drafts by team. Who you think may have had the best draft, and who you may think had the worst draft by team. So if you've got, just think about that. If you've gotten written, if you've gotten it written down, good. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off. Go for it. And I'll start off with the teams that I think had the worst. Drafts overall. I wrote All right, let's go worst first. I like it. Yeah, I wrote down three. Um, I don't really think that anyone sucked worse than the other, so to speak. I think that all of these teams just missed the boat, or there wasn't there wasn't a clear picture of what they were trying to do, or take advantage of the picks that they had. So my three teams, who I think botched their draft, all happened to be out west. By the way. Um, so they must have been they must have been smoking the devil's lettuce or something. But I've got I've got the Raiders, the Rams, and the Seahawks, um, all as my three teams who had the the worst draft. And here's my quick little synopsis for the Raiders: you tr- you uh, you took Alex Leatherwood, who was a third round um, offensive tackle talent. You took him at 17 overall. That's just the Raiders it's being the Raiders. Insane. With the, with the um, which is also gonna, which is also and you yell about the Giants worst pick. picks of the draft, but I said that was um, worse than ours. I said that I, I, there was. I know you did. Into that, I know that you one, did. That one down. was the that one was <laughs> one of the worst picks of the draft and and one of the worst picks in the first round for the Seahawks. That was one of the worst picks in recent memory. Dude, yeah, yeah, for the really Seahawks, was. the reason why I have them as one of the worst is yes, they only had three picks, but their first pick was in round two at pick um, fifty six overall. And they took a wide receiver out of Western Michigan when the team clearly needs offensive line help and there was offensive linemen available. That's a big F right there. And then and, for the yeah. Rams, for the Rams, they, they didn't get their first pick um, until the second round. And they took a Pop Warner-sized football player that for some reason everybody in the NFL on TV loves the fact that they took 2-2 Atwell. I'm sorry. That's a fail right there when you've got two 
offensive tackles that are both 37 years or older and a team that lost some defensive talent like Leonard Floyd on the edge and John Johnson at safety. And you went ahead and you took Tutu Atwell at wide receiver. So that's, there's my two right. cents. Those, those are my three teams um, that just completely missed the boat. Um, all right, Alex, you can go since I know one of them – I know one of the teams are going to put in there. Yeah, yeah, Vegas, uh, Vegas, I, mm, just Vegas. Do <laughs> um, so you agree with me? You got the Raiders. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't even want to make the trip to Vegas at this point. If, Is that bad? If the Raider, if the Raiders <laughs> did not draft um, Trevon Morg at safety in the second round, they would yeah. have had no salvation in this draft whatsoever. Oh, oh yeah, no, absolutely. It would be a fat ass. Yeah, it was absolutely. That's the only player keeping them in the D's. Yeah, um, I just I, I don't know. It, it it's a bit rough to me. Um, it, surprisingly, though, I'm gonna I'm you you guys are gonna laugh at this one. I I actually it. have yeah no I actually have to go with the Houston Texans as oh, my gosh. second worst. Well, they didn't have a lot of draft capital, but their first pick was Davis Mills, the quarterback. I think that's the writing on the wall for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'll give them props there, right? That's actually smart, the only that's that the was only a, saving. Well, yeah, that's about the no, only they got picks. one other Nico one. Nico Collins like. and Brevin Jordan are good picks. I like Brevin Jordan. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sold on Nico Collins. I'm not sold on any wide receivers out of Michigan recently. Yeah, I'm um, with you on Nico Collins. Fair enough. Sure. So, um, look, Davis Mills, obviously it was a necessity pick because they have no idea what's happening with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, they can't roll with Tyrod Taylor. Um, you know, so it's it's just a little bit weird for me because Nico Collins and, and Brevin Jordan are, are nice, um, but they didn't do jack shit to adjust their pass defense. Yeah, that's um, not at it all. It makes, makes no sense to me why, why a team who's – constantly getting scored on does not address that that one need i mean god find a way to trade up in the draft trade some of your players like figure something out your, your best Texas pick have the first pick in the draft next season their their best pick just because of how it addresses the team is brevin jordan other than that everything else was like a, oh shit we just need to take somebody because this is all that's available here because that's the that's the position they put themselves in so i feel for nick casario like i really do with it being his first draft for the team the guy didn't have shit to work with, but um, are they drafting first terrible. overall next year? Oh, I don't even know if they have a first overall pick next year. No, I don't. I, think don't, they do. I be, don't think they have a first Dolphins. round pick next year. It'll belong to the Dolphins. <laughs> so your way too early prediction is yes, they will be the worst team in the NFL. Let's see, Houston I, Texans twenty twenty two draft picks. Matt, what do yeah. you got for your worst teams? God, they don't oh, have one. Alex, don't you still got one more? I mean, I've got the, the Giants are right there with them. Uh, yeah, I've already we've spent enough time on that. I'm not going to go uh, back over it. I just <laughs> wanted to hear that you said it because I want for record that you put the Giants as one of the three worst drafts in this league in this yep. year. Because I'm going to come back to that. It, that's that's it fine. Will not. Be. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But um, <laughs> so I almost put the Texans in there as well. But I really, I'm the homer. I think Brevin Jordan in round four or five. I mean, is a actually. Pretty good steal. I think he's a little bit better than that. I think it's just the landscape yeah. of what was needed. Especially I think with the teams that needed tight end. You would think he'd be gone. I really am kind of surprised. I don't know what it We're is. Gonna get I don't to know if the Miami thing. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what he did last year that didn't give him the opportunity to go way higher. But you know what? It'll probably be a chip on that guy's shoulder. He's a hard worker. 
weirdly enough, he could become actually a big staple for that team. Don't be surprised. Um, but I like the David Mills, so I'm not going to put him there. So I'm pretty close to Steve on this, to be completely honest, not to be too uh, boring here. But Raiders, I'm going let, to let's beat it to death, please, because it needs to be Alex Leatherwood. I mean, that alone terrible. should be it, it's just terrible. And then, yeah, Morg, we all liked him. We know. Good, but uh, come on. What everything else they picked, like, no, just, just, just no reaches, not what they really needed. I think they kind of like, they don't really have a clear. There's no plan, you know, baby. There's two, two they busy yanking three the safeties. Machine. They picked the safety in two, three, and then four. Right. Okay. So you're going to after, after they've taken a safety in the first round two years ago. Exactly. I mean, listen, there is no, there is no, no. plan. This team. This team was the worst at getting after the quarterback in terms of pressure and sacks. They so take, let's not address They that. take one edge player in the third round and then nobody else on the D-line or D-N. That's, that's exactly where I was getting at on it. So, Well, there we go. Um, the Rams are very close, but I want to change it up a little bit, so I'm going to kick them out, even though it, it, it was pretty atrocious. Fair enough. Yeah, you can't take a Pop Warner guy who's 5'9", 140 pounds. Dude, I, 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 I just – I'm beside myself that he, yeah. Anyways, and especially in the second round, bro, it's ridiculous. Like, you know what? Maybe as like a seventh, maybe an undrafted. Cool. You know what? I love the story. I want to hear it. I want to see it. When you're second round pick, now you instantly, yeah, no, don't want to care. We're done. Um, yeah. That, that the other team just, I got in there, I didn't I like that one at all. It's a little unfair, but it's their own doing because they only had X amount of picks. So I got a one ahead of Terrence Marshall, by the way. Exactly. Um, it hit me. Yeah. I got to put the Seahawks in there. Like, yes, yeah. I know. I had Seattle, it's, yeah. It's like, I got to I gotta agree with you on that. Like, yeah, I know that it's their own doing of why, but you literally have, you have three picks and you go wide receiver. Okay, cool. Great job. Then you get yeah. a corner. Ru- Russ is going to run feeling himself off the turf 60 times again. Exactly. So let's – oh, hold on, guys. We addressed it in round six with Stone Forsyth. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You really and made Russell was, Wilson he feel was, real comfortable. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Being a diehard Gator and having seen him for two years on that line, he's just a guy. Dude, exactly. I, I, beside myself, I, mean, I don't understand what Seahawks are doing. I know they're very limited, but you know what? You, you got to just pick the position you need. So roll the dice and pick three linemen. I mean, shit, what are you going to lose? You have crap draft picks anyways? Roll the dice. Pick three linemen, plug them in, see what happens. Give yeah. at least your guy. Let Russ somehow cook because guess what? He might not be next year. Yeah, he might be, I he mean, might be peeling himself off the turf. So Here's going to be the surprise one, and I know I'm going to get some flack for this one. What's that? Only because where they addressed a glaring need was just far too late in a draft. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers. So – they needed a running back, right? Okay, cool. They get Najee Harris. Great so you've got pick. Pittsburgh as one of your worst? I do. I truly do. What? Oh, here's why. Here, here's why. Be interesting. You have, what, four of your line? Just, you know, they're, they're gone. You've got, honestly, an ancient quarterback in that guy's body age. I mean, he's like 80. Good they, luck. They got Jamarcus Russell 2.0. Dude. <laughs> That's exactly my other point. 
I mean, so duck hunter on another year, dude. You address your line (laughs) need in round three. No, Kendrick Green, eh, eh. but you picked a tight end. Why in round two? Just honestly, take all the line that's at the best value there and take one of them for the love of God. Protect Big Ben. I just don't think they addressed what they needed at all in, in, in the right way. And I'm sorry that hurts because guess what? You need I have them with back. one of the best picks of the draft, though. What? I have them with one of the best picks of the draft, though. Do you? Yeah. I do. Sixth, sixth, sixth round, they got Quincy Roche to replace Bud Dupree. Yep. That's a steal, bro. It's hard bro, for me. I don't know how Quincy fell to the sixth round. I, I, I truthfully don't either. I'm the homer. I don't. That's one, of the, I just, have, that's one of the best picks of the draft. I just – I can't give them that much credit because they sit there and they get their running back that they need that's going to – Yeah, and, that's But fine. you just don't address any way that you're going to allow – I, I didn't offense. like the Fryermuth pick in the second round at tight end because there was offensive linemen there for them. Just um, I just think they missed that, and I think it pushed them to taking – you know, middle of the road. Line, they could have taken Trask in the second round right ahead of the Bucks. I, I, dude, if they did that, I would have given them like a B, dude, because that would have <laughs> been the, the craziest wild move that could actually work. Now, actually, no, I'd still give them a C because they, you, when you got your four line go, four out of five, hmm. and you've got the players you do, that has to be the number one. I love hmm. Nadja Harris, but I, well, I mean, round three they and four, they t- went after the O line. I think they yeah. even almost should have gone for an O-line in the first round. Even though I love Najee Harris, and I think he's a phenomenal pick. Nah. And I think he'll have great success there. I really do. No I love you guys it. both predicted Harris there. Yeah. Dude, I like I was, Najee Harris. I'm just simply Harris saying. Forever. Just, I, I, I thought the Steelers would pick a lineman earlier and better. All right, so let's let's move to then our, our best our best drafts. I'll, um, I'll be quick with this, but here are – I put down three teams that I think – hit a home run with what they were trying to do. And I don't think they're going to be a good team this year, but I think that their draft is one of the best. And that's the New York Jets, man, because they took their quarterback at two. And then what the heck did they do? They traded up to get Elijah Vera Tucker to be the bookend opposite Makai Becton. Now you've got both of your pass protectors in front of your franchise quarterback. I think that was genius by the New York Jets. Uh, to yeah. do that, and then getting the running back Michael Carter that uh, pissed me out of, off out of so North bad. Carolina in the third round. I mean, smart. that is that is genius. That's just great value. That pissed me off so that. bad. That's just great value at that point when they got him. Um, you know, I, I like the fact that they they uh, they got Elijah Moore, who's just going to be nasty in round two. I mean, dude, Wilson. He's going to have his line in front of him with Beckton and Tucker. He's got Elijah Moore, who's going to be a big-time playmaker at wide receiver, I think. Michael Carter, as a fourth-round running back, he might be their starting running back as a rookie this year. That's that's where that team is when it comes to their backfield talent. So, I mean, I give them a ton of credit, um, an A draft uh, from, from my perspective. Yeah. Um, the other two teams I have that I think just did a phenomenal job I've got the Bears because they had the balls to go up and get Justin Fields yep. and bring him into Chicago. I know you're a Dalton fan, Matt, but I think that the Bears going up and having the cojones to get who I think may be the second-best quarterback when it's all said and done in this draft, I think that is a huge, 
um, thing for Chicago. You'll hear um, no argument from me on that, surprisingly. Yeah, as much as I love Andy Dalton. And, and you want to know what they did it's after smart. they took field? They backed him up and they drafted Tevin Jenkins at offensive tackle in the second round. Exactly. We got our quarterback. Now we're going to protect his ass, right? They went offensive tackle in round two. They ran offensive guard with their next pick in the fifth round. They brought in running backs and wide receivers and a corner, Thomas Graham, to replace Fuller, who who they cut. So I give the Bears a lot of credit. And then my third and final team, believe it or not, it's Alex's favorite team, the Carolina Panthers. I think they (laughs) I think they did a phenomenal job with the selections that they made. I know they took J.C. Horn, but they followed that up with Terrence Marshall after they lose Curtis Samuel. Brady Christensen's going to be an offensive lineman who starts. Um, Chuba Hubbard to back up uh, Christian McCaffrey at running back now that they lost Mike Davis. And then one of my best picks in the draft, besides Quincy Roche, was Big Ten Defensive player of the year, Davion Nixon, the D-tackle out of Iowa, going in the fifth round, pairing him up next to Derrick Brown. You've got two man-eaters in the middle, just like they had when they had Kawan Short um, on their Super Bowl team. Um, So I think that that is a steal of a pick. And then the mammoth Deontay Brown, the guard from Alabama, and Shai Smith, the slot man from South Carolina, as another weapon. Uh, to replace Curtis Samuel and to go with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. This team is going to be, once they figure out the quarterback situation, because we know that Darnold is not it, this team is going to be good everywhere else. Okay. Okay. So those are my three. I've got got the Panthers, I've got the Jets, and I've got the Bears. And you already know my two best picks in the draft now. It's Davion Nixon and it's Quincy Roche. Yeah. Yeah. And you know one of my worst picks, which is now Alex Leatherwood. So, (laughs) with that being said, who do you guys have as your your best drafts? Um, You go ahead and go again, Alex. Yeah. No, I'll go. Um, Okay. I, I, I can respect that you didn't want to be a homer. I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you an A plus for that. I, I, I know. I, I'm. I, I have to applaud that. Um. I coincidentally, I'll I'll toot your own horn for you, fucker. Um. I, I honestly think, I, I'm I'm kind of torn right now. I, I honestly think two teams had an absolutely stellar draft this year. Go for um, it. Announce the, the first being the Los Angeles Chargers. Yep. Um, right. They look. They went off. This is they just built off of last year. They went and got the, a strong, strong offensive tackle in Rashawn Slater yeah. to to go the ahead and protect your boy. Um, and I know a lot of people had this guy overrated. I had him going in the first round, but then your your second pick at forty seven was Asante Samuel, um, which addresses a clear need at defensive back position for you guys. Um, right. Those two picks alone, I was like, yo, that's crazy. I, I didn't expect them to do that. And then you guys doubled down. You went wide receiver and then tight end. It's like you guys went there and addressed every position that you needed to add another playmaker to. And then round four out of nowhere, you move and grab a friggin' edge rusher. <laughs> yeah, I love the Chris Rump kid, man. That's hey, Chris cool. Rump is. And, I, you know, listen, he's he's coming out of Duke. But, Jesus, the kid's a friggin' monster, it? man. Okay, Mr. SEC. He didn't come out of the SEC. He can't that, play defense. No, listen, I said Duke because that's where our dipshit quarterback's from, okay? 
I'm, fuck around. I'm not even acknowledging that. Yeah, exactly. So I look, I was I was surprised by that all. And then you went and addressed look, you, you went right back to it. Another tackle. Then you went linebacker, right. running back, cornerback. Yeah, I mean, the Brennan, the Nebraska kid Brennan James, they'll probably kick into guard, but that's perfect. But Bro. dude, it's just so I have to jump in, I'm sorry, because I have the same good. thing as my like favorite, like, like one of my favorite drafts of the year, honestly. I gotta piggyback on that. Dude, it's yeah. the way they did it. It's like you said, it's like, okay, well, we got our tackle. Well, we do mm-hmm. need some cornerback help, so let's create Lissante Samuel, who I do think has some questions, but you know what? There, there's track At record and he's genes, a corner that and then can tackle. Like, that's exactly what I was going to He can tackle. We know that no matter what. Coverage could be suspect. I mean, no offense. At Florida State, he did kind of suck, but look what else they had. They had nothing. He can tackle. Then yeah. it's like, hey, let's go get a – let's add some more depth to our receiving core that already has depth. Oh, we lost our tight – you know what? Let's plug another guy in there. Who McKitty is honestly pretty good, and I think it's a good fit. And where yeah, you got him underutilized in college, I hundred percent agree. I think that's why value what you get at three. Rumpf is one of my favorite that you guys got as like a more you know mid to late round, just because I watched him a lot being an ACC guy. I, it's just a top to bottom great draft. Yeah, so. gotta love Tommy T for sticking and picking, baby. What else but you back, guys got? Back uh, to you, Alex. You got two more. No, you're good. You're good. Um, <laughs> So I was a little torn here, uh, only because look, there's there's four teams that drafted really, really, really well. Maybe five if, if you want to get into it. Um, yeah, but I mean, for the me, list certainly grows on who's yeah. Doing a but, good job. I mean, we're for me, about top, top tier. For me, the second best would be the New England Patriots. Yeah, uh, they did a good job sticking. I, I don't know. I don't know how they managed to pull this off. Okay, they. Matt Jones, we had going in. I had going in top ten. I had Belichick trading up to get him. We all Belichick, had him in the top ten. <laughs> Belichick sat his little ass down and said, "Nope, I ain't moving for shit." And still and he got, got his, his quarterback QB anyway. <laughs> right. So then he moves up and gets the best defensive tackle in the draft. Th- yep. Yeah. Then he moves up and gets the best defensive tackle in the draft in the in round second two. round. Yeah. How? I don't know. How? I, I the only questionable pick they had to me, quite honestly, was uh, Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma, the running back yeah. in the fourth round. I, I get why they did it because running back has always been a, a shit position for them, but they but they, they run, do it on purpose. They do it on committee, so it is what it is. Um, right. I liked Ronnie Perkins in the third round. Uh, He's a great Cameron, edge rusher, man. That's Cameron McGroin, dude. I listen. Cameron McGroin is going to be a really good linebacker for this team. And I only say that because they know how to utilize their defensive linebackers. Those guys are all over the place. And this kid is still young. He's 20 years old, dude. Yep. 20 years old coming into the NFL to be groomed by Bill Belichick. That's just best situation to, to be at in a defensive-minded coach. Um, so for me, I, look, they're, they're my number two. Trey Nixon at UCF, we've seen him play. Not, not too bad. They got a, you know, a tackle. Um, and then they got the kid from uh, Missouri. Um, I forget his name, the cornerback. Um, but yeah, those two teams definitely, definitely tipped it off. I, w- I will give a, I, w- I will tip my hat to the Browns. Um, I think they had a really stellar draft. Uh, but for the Brownies, know. addressing some good defensive needs. Yeah, I, I think they did. Uh, they're just, they're my, they're my third, you know, right up there. Um, I, I really do. I think they addressed the, the, the needs of the team really well. Um, I did not expect them to go cornerback at 26. 
But they got they. I mean, this this is this is how insane it was. They they got that Greg Newsom. would be pretty good now with Newsom and Ward yeah. and Greedy Newsom Williams. and Ward, Coromora. I, I mean, dude, they they had a Coromora pick in the second round was a steal. Yeah, the, I mean, they had a they had a stellar stellar draft. Um, just it wasn't as good to me as obviously the Los Angeles Chargers or the Patriots. I got you, Matt. What do you got? Obviously, you had the Chargers as one of your best. Yep. So not my not the best not my best team. It's very it was hard for me not to, but I kind of had a feeling Alex would. So I'm, I wanted to keep it different because I had him down ahead of time. But like you said, you had a couple of your best picks. Elise, uh, uh, Ojolari is one of my top. So was JOK because um, yeah, I actually would have been okay pick. if they picked him. Um, at fifty, they were sitting there. I'm like, dude, give me either Ojolari. I had I told Will, I'm like, dude, give me Ojolari or JOK, and I'll be a content, you know, man. And guess what? The guy, the guy I wanted, and JOK went right after pretty much. Um, but with that said, um, I've got to bounce back to a, uh, another similar team. Unfortunately, I got to copy at least one team that Alex had besides the Chargers. And I can't deny what Patriots did. Yeah, it's hard, like, it's hard to, man. They, they have a strategy that nobody else does. The, the thing that I have to applaud the most, and I said it, is only – Bill Belichick and only the Patriots would somehow navigate what became a pretty hectic draft at pick three. Yeah. And basically just sit there and go, uh, we're going to get the guy we basically wanted all along. Give us Mac Jones. Yeah. Then the dude that I still don't understand how he did not go in the first round, Christian Barmore. Yep. Like, dude. They started addressing all the needs. They picked a guy that's going to fit right into their running back committee mentality. You know, you start addressing even some defense. I mean, Michigan defender, eh. But still, I like that it's a, it's a need. You start getting some secondary. You pop in another, you know, depth line, you know, practice guy. And then you got just a wild card that, you know, hey, it's your round seven pick. Let's just see what we can get. Um, I just say it was a very smart move. Mac Jones, dude. Have fun learning from Belichick because, uh, yeah, you just landed in a great spot. Um, I agree. So, I'm going to surprise some people with this one. All right. Alex would be surprised, at least, I know. Actually, you probably, both of you guys would probably be really surprised on it. Um, it's a weird kind of, I guess, technically a homer pick. What, I think what? the Jags picked incredibly well. I, I got to put them in the top three. I love it. Yeah. I truly do. I love what they did. I think they could have. I think there's some guys that I'm like, eh. but we talked about Walker Little. You talked about him a lot. Get him, you know, pick 45. They had. I have one offense. of their picks as one of my worst picks in the draft. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I did. And I'll, I'll explain why when we get to that. <laughs> I think I know who it is, too. So, honestly, I, I, I think did. overall, though, they did draft well. Like, I gave them, uh, let me look at my here the biggest thing I is them, i gave them a b plus overall i mean yeah, and, they were middle of the pack for me they probably should only get the b plus but i'm just going to be a little excited about it because the drags finally drafted truthfully well and it's not just oh we got our good one first round pick and then we just botched the rest of the draft like they usually do you match up your college guys which became a little bit of a trend that we called out which was pretty fun to watch it did happen not not the best corner but you know what it's a need and you get good value. I like the Walker Little pick. I think they get another guy as 
you get more uh, secondary help in Cisco. Um, I saw him. He's going to play. He'll play for them right away. And yeah. this is the this is the ACC. You know, a little bit of Homer. I have seen what he can do. He is actually really damn good. And it's in pick round three. So basically, you know what? You only got ceiling almost in that, in my opinion. And I did this to draft the needs. I just really like what they did. I think they stuck with what they need. Um, they could have gone. They, they could have gone a little crazy, and they actually finally took the draft capital that they have, which they haven't had in a long time, like this. And uh, I, I just I like what they did. I like where that team's going. The reason why I gave them a decent grade, but they weren't one of my top three, was for the first time I think that a team that just was in dire need of just overall talent, they just drafted talent finally. So well, that's and that's kind of why I've got to address that. I I just I have to give that credit to it. So. Good for With that. What was like your worst? Because now I'm really intrigued since I put them. All right, so we'll we'll kick it off. We'll pick um our our one or two worst picks here. So obviously my worst pick of the draft right now was Alex Leatherwood, yeah, and I think you guys we all agree. All have that. Yeah, that was but, terrible. Um, worst pick. I I do have my other worst pick, and it was a Jaguar pick, and and here's why. So they need a tight end. They had the chance in the, <laughs> in the fifth round, and they took Luke Farrell, who is another blocking tight end and is in an Ohio State. This was a this was a Urban Meyer is going to run the ball whenever there is two tight ends on the field because they do not have a pass catching tight end. And the reason why I have a problem with this pick is because two picks later, you let your AFC divisional rival, the Houston Texans, take Brevin Jordan. That is my problem. That is why the Luke Farrell pick at the top of the first round at tight end is one of the worst picks in the draft because you had Brevin Jordan sitting on your doorstep as the stretch the field tight end who is athletic that you need in your offense, and instead you let your divisional rival get him instead. So that is my other worst pick in the draft besides Alex Leatherwood. Okay. Okay. I do kind of have being to be very nitpicky, but that's my, no, I mean, I have to agree with you a little bit only because especially I am a homer. It'll be cool. I always stayed in the state of Florida, but uh, I can't do that enough. And what not... makes that pick even worse is if the Jaguars really do sign Tim Tebow to play tight end. I think now, go ahead thinking. and let I me know gentlemen, your two worst picks or well, your other worst pick besides Leatherwood. Yeah, so Leatherwood is by far the worst pick of the, of the draft. Dude, I'll that might be the worst. Honorable draft, mention: Peyton Turner, the edge rusher for the Saints, at pick twenty-eight in the first that, round. That's that's my number two. Oh, okay. oh, sweet. Okay, that's, cool. That means my true number. That two pick is, is terrible, dude. Gregory Rousseau sitting there at twenty-eight, and they went Peyton Rousseau, Turner, Oway, Ajilari, Osai. I mean, Literally every other edge rusher that was available, and they went with Turner. Peyton uh, Turner, a guy uh, who plays out of the freaking AAC conference where they don't play no defense at Houston. Give me a break. I can't. This I can't not at all for the life about. of me figure out what would what would like why 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 would you do that? Why would you do that to yourself? I I don't know. I really I really don't know. Uh, I'm at a the, loss. The Peyton era is starting to unravel in New Orleans. Yep. It's, uh, it, yeah. It, just, it, I don't exactly know. Exactly what it is, dude. It's, Call it, it, what yeah, it, is. It, it really is. I mean, it's, it's a downfall to it. Um, my, 
I have another one that I thought was pretty bad. It was. Let me get my other second just in case. We I don't want to match. Everybody, go ahead. Let me make. I want to get it out just in case we do match. I want to. Mine was in the third round, so I don't think you will. Okay. Okay. Cool. But let me at least get this one, and then, um, I got to go with the one that may surprise some people. But honestly, the Packers. He's not their best. He was not Georgia's best corner. Eric Stokes. Yeah. 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 Not, he wasn't their best corner, and you. I mean, I know twenty nine is kind of like. It's a weird spot, especially when you pick a corner because Asante either, Samuel Jr. would have been a better pick there. That's and that's what I'm saying. And it's, Tyson Campbell was there. Yeah, I mean, the Georgia. If guy. you're gonna go with a Georgia cornerback, exa- well, mean. thank you. Yeah, that's exactly the point. I just, I just think it was a <laughs> terrible pick, and I'm sorry. I know they got burned, but I don't know that that was their. They didn't even really get burned, bro. They got burned in one game, and it was. Against I just don't Florida. know that that was their biggest need to address at number 29, and then pick Eric Stokes. Alex, That's what's your honorable mention in the round third round. round? My honorable mention goes to the Jaguars. <laughs> oh, really, guys? Yep. Oh, in round three? Round three, Andre Cisco, the safety. Wow. You didn't like that one, huh? You, I didn't like that one. I don't know why anybody liked that one. Andre Cisco got injured. I only like it because he's going to play right away. They don't got anybody better besides um, bringing in Rayshon Jenkins. Yeah, no, no. no. I, I, yeah, exactly. The, the guy's he's all over the place, though. I mean, he's got – a nice amount of pass breakups. He's got a couple interceptions over 24 games in his, his collegiate career. Um, I just don't, I just don't see the value in him. I, yeah. He's got a, he's, he, he can get to the sidelines pretty quick. He can make up a couple plays for you, but I just don't see him as like that elite shutdown corner that they're like, so desperately trying to get back. Um, I don't think that's up. what they're trying to do. I, I do think that's what they were trying to do, I, though. I don't think at all that's um, what they're trying to do. Because a, he's a safety. But it, the, my, B, my 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 biggest issue with him is B, that he's he's constantly going for the whole deal, like the big play every time he's on the field, which is great. You want that in a player, but that leaves him open to some huge ass mistakes. Here's and that's going to be the death of their defense. I guarantee you he will not be the kind of player that does that in the NFL, though. And, I, hey, if I'm wrong – Well, they're going to have to mold him to play in their system. I yeah. think he's – dude, I, I, I don't think he's going to play like that. I think he did that because – okay, so I know a little of Syracuse because I watched them. That was, like, their backfield. Like, th- that that was it. So, he had to do it. No, so that, he's going to look – Yeah, he had to do But he's going to look like he has to do more. Now, granted, I know – I mean, the Jacks secondary is not amazing, but it's not – Awful. So you plug him in, he is not the only guy. So well, he'll they're be hoping able that to... it's not awful because it wasn't very good last year. Oh, well, it's improved this year from last year. I mean, well, well, with the draft, we'll get to anyway, see that. I don't know. I disagree. I think Cisco is a great pick at that, where it was in draft and what you got. But we obviously agree to disagree on some things. That's fair enough. So we got, we've got our bust. <laughs> we've got our opinions on who we think did well, who we think dropped the ball completely. Um, what that sets us up for is, um, you know, starting next week as we get into our um, our division dive series and we go division by division and look at, you know, how we think um, each team has done up to this point with their offseason strategies and how they're trying to build their team and what the what the potential outlook for the division um, could look like. So we'll start that division dive. Uh, series next week. Obviously, we won't be making any predictions or anything like that, but we're going to just look into what we think um, 
has transpired to this point and, and seeing what our opinions are on just like the directions of each team start that division dive next week. Um, another draft has come and gone boys. Um, it was certainly eventful. There was, um, there was great moments. There was what the hell moments, uh, everything in between. Um, so, you know, it was always, always entertaining, right? Yes, sir. So we'll uh, we'll get into our our uh, show next week. As always, we thank everybody for listening. We hope that you uh, enjoyed the draft wherever you soaked it in. We hope that you were happy uh, with what your team did, or maybe you were not very happy with what your team did. And you'll be interested to see uh, what the outlook looks like once we get into these division dives. So for Matt and Alex and myself, it's been another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>